My name's Three Stacks, and I don't talk loud enough. No, you certainly don't. Tuesday podcast episode 122 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsburg, and Emily Cecina. Eat some turkey and slap a pilgrim. It's the third annual Tuesday Tuesday podcast Thanksgiving extravaganza with your host Tyler Dryblatt. All right, thank you, Samuel. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this holiday. Uh, what do we have? We have some beers you should have had for Thanksgiving, or you should be having for Thanksgiving, I should say. We have Georgia beer brewers getting screwed by the state, and we have news on everyone's favorite, the beer mile. So that's fun times. That reference doesn't make any sense. That got cut. Well, we've talked about the beer mile before. Oh, that's true. A couple episodes yeah. ago, uh, we did an eight-minute bit on the beer mile, and the episode was too long. So it didn't fit in the website, so I had to cut it. Yeah. But uh, Three Stacks are stepping out of the shadows today into the limelight. Welcome. I'm a last resort. Yeah, there you go. Makes you feel good, right? The best. Yo, I didn't even text Boris. <laughs> are you guys having the same beer or different beer? As you were asking that question, I took a sip of my beer, and I'm so glad we're having different beers. <laughs> having not tasted hers... I'm pretty glad we're having different beers. Uh, we're having different beers, to answer your question. Right, from 40 you. seconds yeah. ago. Well, you want to just start in with what it is then? Yeah, I got Ballast Point Brew Company's Calm Before the Storm, which is kind of fitting because, you know, we're going to Maryland for Thanksgiving and Three Sacks is terrified. Uh, it's a... Three Sacks. Because I have to spend a whole week with Sam's family and not be a complete idiot the whole time oh 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 for like social reasons i thought you were like scared of traveling or something no i'm scared of sam's dad my dad's the nicest goddamn guy why would you be scared of mitch because i'm scared of literally everyone he's so nice to her which like i'm sure you could guess because he's the nicest freaking guy he's a great guy the only reason you should be scared of mitch is if uh he's playing hard and you're near the edge yeah, he'll meet you. He'll meet you straight so to hell. Bitch. Yeah. I just, but, um, I don't want to disappoint him. <laughs> anyway, we've gotten so far off track. I'm sorry. Yeah. Calm Before the yeah. Storm, cream ale with coffee and vanilla. I, I only took one sip. Actually, I poured this and it's, uh, like, I feel like coffee and vanilla, it makes me feel like it should be a porter. So I poured it and it's light colored. And I was like, what the fuck? But it's a cream ale, so that's fine. It's kind of, it's like a lighter amber. Um, uh, very thin, which again, I was like, why is it so thin? Well, yeah. well, it's on style. I just, I think it's, the issue is that I want this to be a porter. It sounds like it should be. It feels like it's lying to me, even though it does explicitly say cream ale on it. <laughs> um, the vanilla, I, I got a little bit of, the coffee was much stronger, um, but it's, it, it, so far, after just one sip, I'm liking it a lot. Nice. And stats, what do you have? I have Green Flash Treasure Chest, which is an India Pale Ale brewed with grapefruit juice, prickly pear juice, and hibiscus flowers. 
Uh, I was really disappointed in myself because I pulled it out and Sam went immediately, is that a boob joke? And then I looked at the bottle again and realized that there's a breast cancer ribbon on it. And yes, it is a boob joke. Uh-huh. Uh, the chips. It's supposed to be pink, which it's definitely, definitely not. Um, but it is cloudy, which I guess I would expect from a beer with multiple kinds of fruit juice in it. Um, I had a sip while Sam was introing, and it's definitely not as sweet as I would have thought uh, with prickly pear juice, but I guess I also forgot that grapefruit was a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice and citrusy. Uh, it's definitely got that grapefruit at the finish, which I like at the moment, but we'll see how I feel 22 ounces from now. I've had a couple of things by that brewery, and they always seem very hop forward to me, a little too much for my palate. Yes, that um, West Coast IPA style. Um, it is hoppy. I think I think the grapefruit kind of hides that a little. Alrighty. Well, I have Mad River Brewing Company's Steelhead Porter. Mad River Brewing Company. I've had a couple of their beers on the show, and I've all rated them kind of like middling to low. Um, people go wild about like their pale ale, and I don't understand because I think Mad River is probably like. Maybe the worst local brewery we have around here. But anyway, it's a porter, and it is 6.5% ABV. It pours awfully dark. It looks like a stout to me. It smells kind of like toffee. And let's see what it tastes like. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's pretty decent. There's some, some chocolate notes at the very back of the mouth, like right at the end, right at the finish. Um, and that's about it. It's like really kind of light. There's not a whole lot of mouthfeel. There's not a whole lot of flavor except those little chocolatey notes right towards the finish. So I don't know if this is like okay or boring. I can't decide yet. Huh. Yep. It doesn't bode well. No, I, it's probably going to be boring because... I, I don't know. That's kind of the way porters are sometimes, I guess. They're just kind of boring. Well, in any case, in any case, that's what we have, and that's what we're going with. So let's start off with an article, because it's almost, it's almost Turkey Day, and this is a very important article. From beerandbrewing.com, five beers you'll want to drink on Thanksgiving Day. I actually haven't read this yet. I don't know what they're going to recommend. Uh, oh, it looks like five beers... Like morning, midday, dinner, dessert, and night. Oh, Interesting. damn. Huh. Well, that's an idea. I mean, I I don't th I think it'll be tough to get all five of these beers. Yeah. But it's making me think maybe I'll try and get something from each of these styles or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Let's see if we've even had any of these beers. Oh, and they actually give you some alternatives, it looks like. Oh, so look at that. That's perfect. Uh-huh. So they suggest starting off your morning with Ale Smith Speedway Stout. Okay. Um, that sounds so familiar. I think we had that at Brewfest last year. Um, but it was very near the end, and I remember liking it a lot, but I was also very drunk at the time. According to Untapped, it is 12%, uh, and I gave it a three and a half. They're suggesting you start off your day with a 
Yeah. That's not that's not a good idea, in my opinion. But they have Founders Breakfast out down here as an alternative. That I, seems like a good idea. I think it depends on well, Founders Breakfast out like it's in the name. That's kind of perfect. Right. Yeah. And like anything with coffee in the name, it sounds kind of. Oh, there's Morning Delight in there too. Uh, I feel like it's a matter of how soon are you going to see your extended family and how much do you hate them? Ah, okay. That's that's a good point. Maybe I just don't hate my family enough. So they're saying you go into midday with Wicked Weed Pernicious. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, looks like that's an IPA. Yep. Juicy fruit flavors pair well with most appetizers. Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, I'll We've had Surly Furious out of Minnesota. Uh, good, but overrated. I've seen Firestone Walker, but I've never had it. We're getting there, guys. So, dinner, fun works, saison. No. Tyler says no. What is, uh, what is the idea here? It's earthy, and that'll pair with turkey and potatoes and shit? Because they come out of the earth. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a turkey comes out of the earth if, like... You buried it. <laughs> if it's if it's a zombie turkey. I mean, in their defense, I feel like a saison. If I were going to have a beer with Thanksgiving dinner, that is what I would want. Just because they're not outrageously flavorful, and they're not that bitter usually. And yeah. I feel like if you're eating a meal that you actually like, spend the whole year looking forward to, or whatever, if you like Thanksgiving. Um, you probably want to actually focus on that and not have, like, a really hoppy or really heavy beer along with that. No, I'd go wee heavy. <laughs> wee heavy with it. Because it's, it's a fucking heavy meal. You got to have a heavy-ass yeah. beer with it. I would probably choose, like, a brown ale or something like that. But one of their alternatives is Boulevard Tank 7, which I have had on the podcast, and that's a damn good beer. Is that also a Saison? It is, and I totally forgot about it, and I gave it a very high rating, if I recall correctly. So I, I would I would drink that. I would aggressively drink Boulevard Tank 7. There's nothing on here for um, when you've already answered the four questions everyone in the family has to ask. How's your new job? How's Madison? Any girls out there? Everyone, all 30 of them ask you the same three questions, and you answer them all three time, all 30 times. And then you're just like, God damn it, what do I do now? And you go watch football. There's no go watch football so you don't have to talk to anybody beers. This is funny. I My Thanksgivings sound very different than yours. Well, my, my Thanksgivings now are much more localized to just immediate family. But in, uh-huh. the, in the past, it's been uh, like my, the whole dad's, my dad's side of the family. And we're just of a different kind. Right. Three Stacks, do you have all of your family there? It kind of depends. Like, we theoretically alternate between my parents' sides of the family, but I think, like, the last five years we've had Thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family. Um, And it's just, there's always, like, one person who doesn't belong there, and you're just really uncomfortable the whole time. (laughs) Like, there's, I don't know. On my dad's side, like, my cousin's other grandpa sometimes is there and it's just very uncomfortable because he doesn't understand what you're saying to him but he keeps asking questions is is he foreign or is he just old he's just old oh okay all right so we have someone like that um 
at, at like the old school Ginsburg Thanksgivings, uh, but we kind of had to stop because the cops got onto us. Where we would just have someone who was an outsider, and we would refer to them as the outsider the whole time, and then uh, we ate them. Right. Right. Uh, but then you know, like I said, I think people started to notice, like. Uh-huh. What you know? Who spoke to him last? Where was he seen last? Where was he headed last? Blah blah right. blah. Ginsburg Thanksgiving. Blah blah blah. And I mean, it's just easier to defrost a turkey than a random hobo, right? Um. Well, we didn't defrost him. You know, we have him fresh. But oh, okay. I, I think we might start it back up this year. Nice. What do you think? What do you think? Three stacks. Who won't belong? I am gonna die! Yay! <laughs> Hey, let's make sure not to put this on the internet, thereby implicating me. So after you've eaten three stacks uh, for dessert, the people at beerbrewing.com suggest Odell Freak. It is a... I don't know what it is. What is it? It looks like a, a sour or like a, a, a lambic. I don't know what a creek is. Have you ever heard of a creek? A cre- I don't even see where you're seeing creek. Down at the bottom it says alternative creeks. Oh, uh, no, I don't, I don't know what that is. It, I mean, it describes it as more tart than sour. Uh, huh. so, lambic? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Weird. Well, um, you, they will oh, end yeah, it's a, it's a lambic. Three sex just looked it up. Oh, nice. Look at okay. you associate producing while co-hosting. A lot of hats on her. I don't know why she feels the need to wear them literally. It's very distracting. <laughs> Is that why she sounds so muffled? <laughs> no, that's just how she sounds all the time. It's it's so difficult. I've I've gotten really good at lip reading. <laughs> the final one they have on here, the nightcap, they say perennial vermilion barley wine. God, I hate barley wines. Uh, I think I might like barley wines better than creeks, not having ever had them. Yeah, I really don't like barley wines though. I I feel like it's. It's a like what a barley wine has going for it is high ABV, and yeah. by doing it before bed, you're wasting it. Like Maybe you should start off with the barley wine. Well, you're already starting off with a twelve percenter here. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I feel like the nightcap should be something like um, uh, actually that would make more sense to be something like a lambic, which is sweeter and lower in ABV. Or maybe you're just like I'm done with this night. I'm putting myself to bed. See, you know. I feel like I feel like a barley wine is the way to to end Thanksgiving particularly in part because I think it is a good way to drunk yourself to sleep when you're already right. very very full and also because it seems like it's like well fall is over now so time to drink warm happy beers. Well, if if we're going with with that kind of thing then it should be a stouter a wee heavy. Or a winter warmer. Or a winter warmer, yeah, to kick your ass into winter. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Stats. that's our slogan for the next four months. Kick your ass into winter. <laughs> I'm alright with that. But um so on this list, I think the only one I could get Oh no, they have a Mad River beer. Isn't that interesting? Mad River John Barleycorn. Mad River, I hear they're uh overrated for the area. I certainly don't like them. I could probably get that Tank 7, and that's maybe it. But like I said, I drink that all day, so 
not a terrible list, beer and brewing, except maybe it was kind of a terrible list. See, now I kind of want to, since we're going back to my hometown of Frederick, I want to make a variety six-pack of all Flying Dog beers. Ah. But with, like, a Flying Dog Stout and a Flying Dog IPA and shit. And then maybe, like, a light lager for my football-watching experience. There's an idea. I could talk Mitch into that. My dad loves me. I mean, you could talk Mitch into it. Three Stacks couldn't, because Mitch hates her with a passion. That's what I hear. Yeah. I don't know what I did wrong, but I'm pretty sure he hates me. I don't know. He's just like, man, she really disappointed me and let me down. No. (laughs) Oh, boy. How silly. Let's see. What silly things are going on? Have you guys done any silly things lately? Sure. Um, it's fucking, it's snowed a bunch. No shit, really? Yeah, we got like, what, four inches? Yeah, not actually that much snow. It's not even December yet. Uh, so I had been like putting off and putting off and putting off finally getting winter gear. (laughs) Yeah. And then it snowed, so then I did. Um. (laughs) Good. You actually have a jacket now, you fool? No, fuck no. I know, bitch. I went and got, uh, snow boots and gloves and a good hat. And I put uh-huh. on an extra hoodie, and I went and walked the dog. So now you just have, like, five hoodies on at a time? Oh, it's, no, it's not It's not five hoodie weather. It's still only three hoodie weather. <laughs> my, my high score is five, but uh, I rarely get to five hoodies. Uh, and it's, it's great because I look like I've been fucking lifting when I'm wearing five hoodies. The high for today in Madison was, like, 39 degrees. So we've got a long way to go in terms of it getting cold. Yeah, we're we're not there yet. Right. Uh, right. But we got, got to walk the dog in the snow, and he's, he just goes nuts. Like, I turned him loose, and he was just... I was walking slowly home, and he was just running in circles around me the entire way. Like, I, like I was a planet, and he was my moon, just following me through space, revolution-wise. Uh... And it was great. See, I just get excited. Like, four inches isn't a lot of snow, but I get excited because I haven't really seen snow in, like, three years. Yeah, you, you're you a skier. When's the last time you skied? About three years ago. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I'd really like to, but I might get to ski over this winter break, actually. I might go and visit my cousin in Colorado, and they've got great skiing out there. So... <laughs> And it's, like, the only place that's easier to get herb than where you are now. Right, yeah. It's literally the only place in America that's easier than the Emerald Triangle. Um, I don't know how much that would come into play. I don't even know if I would want to smoke and ski. I'd end up like one of the Kennedys. Oh, yeah, dude, don't do that. That sounds like a bad idea. Right, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can smoke after you ski. Yeah, I guess, but I'd just be so high on adrenaline. Just doing backflips and shit? Yeah, you know me. I'm just grinding down trees and, yeah. That's not how trees go. No, well, I mean, shut up, you. Some George the Jungle shit. <laughs> like the, the, the Disney Tarzan movie where he's essentially just surfing. Yeah, I actually was trying to think of Tarzan and couldn't, and then just thought, George of the Jungle's just as good a reference. Oh, close enough. And then I, and then I said what you were actually thinking of. Yeah, and then you had to watch out for that tree. As it were. As it were, yeah. So, okay, that's cool. That's cool. The snow, that's fun. 
Did you guys hear anything? It was on the news. Did you guys hear anything about Eureka, California recently? Nope. So Eureka, California is just like a couple miles south of me. Um, and there's a zoo there with a red panda, and the red panda escaped. Oh, no. Yeah. And it, it went on a like, cute rampage. Yeah. It escaped for like three days. They actually caught it, and they got it back again. Um, but for like three days, there was a, a red panda on the loose in Eureka. That's the most adorable problem to have. <laughs> right? They caught it because it was eating the bamboo somebody had planted in their yard. <laughs> Man, I watched a, a documentary this week about SeaWorld. Yeah? Like, pretty, yeah, called Blackfish. Pretty much just, like, SeaWorld is fucked up. Oh, oh, yeah, Blackfish, yeah, okay. Like, they just, they treat those whales so poorly that it makes yeah. them go crazy. And, and I was drown like, their handlers, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and, like, the behavior that they describe is not that dissimilar from a human that has become a sociopath. <laughs> and and I was like, fuck, man, we got to release these whales. And I thought about it more, and I was like, man, are zoos fucked up? Should we? Yes. I was, because I remember, I remember hearing when I was, like, maybe seven or eight, and I loved the zoo, about, yeah. like, you know, these crazy hippies who, who went and broke into, you know, who broke into labs and zoos and freed the animals. And I was like, oh, yeah. man, crazy hippies, you so crazy. And I'm like, crazy hippies, I see where you're coming from, yo. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's weird that we keep, like, great apes in zoos, you know? Like, that's basically just having, like, a dumb, hairy prisoner. Yeah. Uh, so that, that bothers me. There are some animals I don't think it really matters for. Like, like snakes and like, shit. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, who cares? Like, the little animals that don't need that much room. But for a lot of animals, yeah, I think it's kind of messed up that we have in zoos. So, you guys want to help me go raid uh, a zoo? I just, I feel like that's not going to solve the problem. Because having watched parts of the horrible sea world documentary the parts that didn't make you cry i don't i don't know that releasing a whale back into the wild will make it less crazy and i don't really want to encounter a sociopath whale out in the open sea no they actually have a thing where it's uh it's like a six by six mile enclosure that they can release um performer whales that they can't put out to stone and no longer perform so that they aren't like fucking with the real population but also have space to swim around it's like a whale halfway house yeah except there's like a halfway house you can theoretically make it back into the world and that's not the deal here haven't you seen free willy well that's fiction my man i would just say theoretically isn't that pretty much just a bigger zoo though it's not really fixing the problem, it's just expanding the problem. Don't we all live in some kind of zoo? I mean, the, the, the biggest issue is that there are whales that bully each other. And if they have way more space, then they won't bully each other because they won't see each other all the time. Yo, you slept through most of that documentary, so you don't, you don't get to argue like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you slept and cried your way through the documentary? is an upsetting documentary. I didn't want to think no, about it. It really is quite, quite upsetting. I recommend it. I think I gave it yeah. four and a half out of five stars on Letterboxd, the best website on the internet. But it still is like, 
I was like, man, I'm sad as shit now, you fucking movie. I watched a video of somebody popping a giant horse hematoma. Uh, can I ask a, a baby question for babies? Yeah. What's a hematoma? A big-ass blood clot. Oh, why would you do it, that? Oh, well, it's not. Why would you pop it? Why would you film it? Oh, I don't know. It was like a veterinary thing. They had a, a big-ass, like, it was a horse with a big-ass hematoma. It was like the size of a balloon. And they popped it, and all this clotted blood came out, and it looked like a fire hose of blood. Like, you'd expect the horse to die, but it kept going. On a scale of 1 to 1,000, how many people do you think have masturbated to that video? <laughs> and you'll note that I didn't start the scale at 0. Right, right. Started it at 1, because yeah. I'm that sure. Uh, I don't know, probably like, I would guess like 76 people, probably. It's pretty conservative, 3 stacks? I don't want to answer she's making, that. She's making a face like she's about to break up with me, let's move on. <laughs> okay, um... So, from there, let's talk about, let's go to ESPN.com. Man, usually Weird. I make fun of you for not, like, having good transitions, but, like, yeah. fucking hell, what were you going to do with that one? <laughs> well, I could have gone to the porn game, but I thought that would just upset three yeah, I never would have forgiven you. <laughs> yeah, so, we've talked on the show about the beer mile occasionally, and if you forget, it's when uh, you run a mile but you also have to drink a beer every time you get around the track. Uh, so how many beers is that in total? Four, I what? believe. Four, yeah, because it's every quarter mile, right, yes. So you have to drink a beer every quarter mile and run a mile. And this dude, Lewis Kent, who is a 22-year-old University of Western Ontario student, uh, just signed a shoe and apparel deal with this Canadian shoe company, Brooks, because he is the world record beer mile holder. Wow. Four minutes, 51 seconds. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of, like, I definitely couldn't run a mile in that time. Like, not even no, not even close. Not. Now I'm trying to think if sitting on my couch I could drink four beers in that time. Right, yeah. I, I, don't, think awesome. I, I don't think I could. I would throw up. I think I would throw up, too. Yeah. In three stacks, we have to call an ambulance for three stacks. <laughs> This dude, what's, what's pretty crazy is this guy's uh, normal mile is 4.15. Hold on. Now let's do some quick mathematics. Uh, 4.51 minus 4.15 is 36 seconds over 4. That's 9 seconds of beer. Yeah. 9 that's seconds nuts. of beer and running a mile. Super that's duper crazy. fast. And he's running yeah. that with sloshing too. So like if you think about... The sloshing's got to slow him down somewhat, so he's probably down in those beers in seven or eight seconds. Olympian Nick, Olympian Nick Simmons, uh, an actual Olympic athlete, uh, has a personal beer mile record of 519, just for comparison. And, like, in, in terms of professional running, that's such an amazingly huge gap. But also, let's remember that 519 is an extremely good mile. Yeah, and yeah. It, with four beers on there... Like, I mean, I'm super impressed by these guys, and I probably shouldn't be because this is stupid, but I am very impressed. I, and so, so yeah, it's it's an interesting yet oddly silly uh, display of athleticism. But again, the article is about how this guy signed has signed a deal with this company, and uh, it doesn't really say what they're paying him. I think the quote is, 
We'll pay him more than we would pay an amateur athlete and less than we would pay an Olympian. That's still so, a lot, I assume. I guess. Um, but it says that – so it doesn't really say how much he's going to get paid. But he also gets bonuses if he wins beer mile events, which implies that there are world-class beer mile events. Yeah, there's probably a circuit just like there is for, like, tennis and shit. I guess. That's weird. I've never thought about, the like, the beer – is there, a, like, a – a United States beer mile open? There must be. Or there's just like eight of them a year that everyone in the biz knows about. <laughs> just like, you're looking forward to Memphis this year? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Something like that. That's, I, I guess. That's pretty funny. I don't know. I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about my strategy if I ever did this. Yeah. And I just, I'm not a, I'm, I'm kind of a slow and steady beer drinker. And yeah. I feel like this requires chugging capabilities, which I don't have. Uh, Me neither. And I'm not in I'm I'm in okay shape. Yeah. Like I've, I've run like a nine and a half minute mile. I think that I would need to jog with a folding chair, <laughs> and like maybe have a Game Boy in my pocket, <laughs> and like like unfold it, crack the beer, and like not chug it, but also not like be really leisurely, like right. like. One good pull every 15, 20 seconds. Uh -huh. Finish the beer in like six, eight minutes. And then go again. I think that's how I'd have to do it. Well, shit, I guess yeah. if it's a lapse, I can just leave the chair there. Right. That, that'll help my time. I think my strategy would be um, do the first lap in like 0.1 seconds, right? Okay, well, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. I don't think that's going to work out for you. Because after drinking those beer, I don't think I could handle it. I mean, it, it could also, like, you could just make this a walking event. Yeah, that's Like, true. put some couches, like, at the ends of the laps. Aid stations. Yeah, j just, like, sit and chill, have a beer, maybe have a cocktail while you're there. Why not? It's it's a social event. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you think, Stacks? I... I think the beer mile is silly. I think I've said that before, but it got cut from the show. Um, but I do wonder if I would run a mile faster if I were drunk than if I were sober. Uh, I'm a, an extremely slow runner, and I don't think I would run a beer mile faster than a normal mile, uh -huh. even if I didn't have to stop it. Like, even if you take out the beer drinking times. But like a vodka mile? But like, if I... If I were four beers worth of drunk going into a mile, I do wonder if I would run faster because I would just care so much less about how tired I was and how hard it is to breathe. Now, I've seen you do stuff, four beers drunk, and I think you're going to lose time based on, like, running off the track and falling over and having to get back. <laughs> That's fair. I do... I was the the weirdo in college who would, like get too excited when we were going out to bars. We would pregame in the dorms or like at someone's house. Uh, and then we would go to the bars and everyone would be walking at a leisurely pace. And in part because it was the Midwest and it was cold and in part because I was so excited, I would like run up to the block and just be like jogging in place at the corner, staring at my friends, waiting for them to catch up. I also have a hard time walking at a, at a leisurely pace. I just always want to be at my destination. Like, yeah. I always walk at pretty high speed. I always bike at full speed. You know, I just want to be there already. We had a few times in college, and by a few, I mean a few dozen, where uh, we would finish eating dinner, and it would be cold, and it was like, 
a 12, 15 minute walk back to the dorm. And we would walk for the first two minutes with our friends. And then I would turn to Tyler and say, you want to jog it out? And we'd be like, all right. And we would just, yeah. just run, we would run home and play video games. Then people would show up six minutes later and we'd be like, hey, we're already playing video games. What are you up to? Good times. Yeah, I mean, I can't be out there with that orange juice making my hands so chilly. God damn it, you didn't shut the fuck up about that the whole walk back. <laughs> His orange juice hand was so cold. Uh. It was, it was what a hilarious really joke that's so relatable for all of our listeners. Listen, yeah. it's relatable for two-thirds of our listeners if you count Tyler and I and you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so that's, that's two out of what? Yeah, two out of three articles down. So you know what time it is. You know what game it's time to play. Three seconds. You want to take a guess? Is it the porn title game? Yeah. It's the porn title game. I know you've got a good one, three stacks. I spent like a solid 15 minutes trying to think of something, and then I got too stressed out and was like on the verge of a panic attack, and Sam told me I didn't have to come up with one. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Sam, do you have one or, or what's, who's going first? Uh, I'm trying to think if I have one that I'm not going to be that worried about giving up to give to three stacks. Uh, okay. And like only you would be able to guess at it, obviously. Sure. Right. Okay. So I just told her one and she doesn't want to do it. So now I guess I'll just do that one next week. It is quite bad. Um, all right. Instead, I'll just do my actual one for this week, which is also quite bad. Okay. Um, this is about a fellow who, his, his sexual perversion is a love of flatulence, and uh-huh. his desire for that flatulence is very strong. Is fart in there? Yeah. The departed? No, that doesn't make sense. Kind of funny, though. Yeah, but it's not that one. Uh, is, it, is it replacing part? Uh, I didn't hear what word you said. Say it again. Heart. Are you saying heart? Yes. Then you are correct. Okay. Uh, what movies have the word heart in them? Help me out, three stacks. I'm so bad at movies. It has the word heart in it. It's not farts in Atlantis. <laughs> it's not crazy fart. <laughs> so he, he loves farts, and what was the second part? Uh, his desire is very strong for these farts. Okay. And it was a movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. God damn it. I can't think of any movies with Heart in there. I know there are probably a bunch. Is, is Heart part of another word? Uh, yeah. I think you might know what it is based on that question. I don't. I'm just trying to figure out. Is the movie Braveheart? Yeah. Is it Crave Fart? Yeah! I crave fart. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Let's see. Which one of mine do I want to do? So this is a movie about a uh, just a, a really large insertion event. <laughs> so there's a movie called Fletch. It's not that. Is it Stretch? It's not Stretch. Rats. I guess it's a it's a it's a. Oh my God! S- stretch harm dong, you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys ever think about stretch harm dong? Because I do. 
<laughs> now and forever. Now, every night before I fall asleep, I'll have to think of him. I guess it's a certain part of the body that is being inserted as well, so think about that. Is it a butt? It's not a butt. Is it a vagina? You can't insert a butt into a vagina. It's the insertee. No, the insertee, not the insertee. Uh, you didn't clarify it, so it's a dick? No. Is it like a stalk of corn? It's a part of the body. Do you have stalks of corn growing off your body? Is it... He hasn't showered in a while. Is it two stalks of corn? No. I can't tell if I'm getting closer or further away. Should I keep going with this? Probably not. Take a different track. So you're inserting something that's not a dick. Right. So a finger? Close. Thumb? No. Whole hand? Yeah. Fist? What is... What? Fist? Yes. So it's just it's so it's about fisting. Yeah. Well, the word fist is in there. So we've done Schindler's fist before. We, yes. It's a it's a large insertion event. The fist, like the no, mist. No. What's another word for large? Big. Yeah. Big fist it. instead of big fish. <laughs> yeah, big fist. Uh See, I'm always looking for the rhyme. Throw me <laughs> off when you do that shit. Big fist is pretty good. Fine, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What do we got going on? So, you know my friend Kevin? Yeah. He, oh, I said he was around, right? He's around? Yep. Yeah. He came over for a little bit today, and then he, he came over with uh, a quarter ham. Wow. Yeah. That's and more ham like, than like, most people come over with. <laughs> definitely. By a factor of any percentage. Yeah. Um. He's like, let's make some ham. So we're making this ham, and like 20 minutes before it was done, he had to leave, uh, go meet up with his girlfriend. So now I just have a quarter of a holiday ham sitting in my house. You mean sitting in your tummy. <laughs> How did you know? Is he going to expect, like, that there are leftovers for him? I don't I don't know, because there probably won't be. <laughs> but I just, like, I find the situation very amusing. Because that's definitely too much. Like, I'm in... I'm a big eater, but that's too much ham for just me to eat. It's a lot you know? of ham. So it looks weird. I just have this, like, big chunk of ham in, like, right next to me, just hanging out. The nice thing about Very... ham is that's a that can be a breakfast food, a lunch food, and a dinner food. This is true. This is true. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily complaining. I just find it a humorous situation. That's a great problem to have. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. You know what's a bad problem to have? Tell me state conspiring against you no, that's a pretty dope problem to have <laughs> well i mean i guess it it means you've made it to some level but from ajc.com georgia beer brewers state sold us out to distributors elaborate in georgia, like in very silly pennsylvania and some other states uh you can't buy beer directly from breweries you have to get it from distributors due to archaic Prohibition-era laws. And that messes up a bunch of pubs, brew pubs. So in Georgia, they had come to apparently some sort of agreement where brewers could give, like, variable rate tours in which you were charged at the end of the tour, like, based on, like, the different kinds of beer you drank. So essentially, you were just, like, going to a bar, but they were calling it a tour, you know? That's clever. Yeah, um, and everybody was, like, kind of okay with that, 
it seemed, until out of nowhere, the state was like, oh, psych, actually, you can't do this anymore. Um, so not only are brewers pissed about this because they hired new staff and stuff like that and upgraded their areas to have more people, but apparently the uh, state agency in charge was also talking to distributors before this new rule changed, but was not talked to any breweries. The distributors knew about it ahead of time and were like having some input, I guess, while the breweries who were actually affected were shut out of the process. So we're talking about some lobbyist fuckery here. Yeah, so that's no good. No good. And, uh, yeah, sounds pretty fucked up. Could they, if the issue is um, variable priced, could they just say, it's a $20 tour and you can have as much beer as you want? I don't know, maybe. Um, or could they be like a museum where it's like recommended pricing? And they're like, <laughs> we recommend this beer cost $5 and this beer cost $4. Right, and then they would make $4 all night long. Yeah. Yeah, they would get fucked for that, huh? Right, yeah. So that would that would be difficult. But yeah, I don't know. That sounds, that sounds messed up. I don't know if anything's going to come of this. But like, obviously, you can't have the group, like one group of powerful lobbyists screwing over another group that they're directly competing with. That it seems pretty messed up. Uh, is the uh, whatever Brewers Coalition is forming is somebody selling T-shirts? Because <laughs> I'm trying to get on this piece. I'm sure. Uh, let's see. I don't see any links really. Um, Oh, it's even called the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. That's dope. Yeah, I don't know. Google them, maybe. I don't see any. I don't see any real links anywhere else, unfortunately. That's disappointing. It is. It is. You should. You should contact them directly and suggest they sell shirts to finance their uh, challenge. I buy the shit out of some of these shirts. My other, the other shirt I bought to to fight the power is so comfortable. Is it? What, you feel good about that twenty-five dollars spent? Thought it was only twenty. Was it twenty-five? Whatever. It's fucking comfy, and I stack paper. <laughs> there you go. So yes, you are happy about it. Yeah. Cool. Uh. So yeah, that sounds sounds nasty, and I, I'd like to keep an eye on it, Georgia. Whatever you're up to, cut it out. Sneaky bitches. Sneaky motherfuckers. That's it for the big articles. Do we have anything else we'd love to talk about, or are we just in a lightning round? Uh, we could be lightning round. Okay. I mean, I'm about done with my beer anyway, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, first off, we got from Maxim.com. Maxim, the reputable magazine news source. Stick in a box. Uh, here's what happens when dick in a box meets beer. So, uh, Schmaltz Brewing, and they, they make Jubilation, which I think a couple years back when Rainer and I recorded an episode together, we had Jubilation 17, which had 17 hops, 17 malts, and was 17%, and it was a bomber, so we went ahead and split that. So I, I have fond memories of them. But this is really just a variety pack, and kind of having a shtick is their whole shtick, so they're calling it shtick in a box, which makes a lot of sense. I think it's amusing. I like it. I'm in favor of this. Yeah, it's cute. I like that it appears to have a fake hole in the side as well. <laughs> Does I, it? I, uh, yeah, it. I think it could be functional as like a grabbing hole, but uh, it's, it's definitely a reference to the dick in a box situation. 
that's amusing. All right. So we're all in favor of stick in a box. One point for stick in a box. Next up is from Boston Globe. Whiskey being made from Sam Adams beer. Uh, what? Spirit of Boston. Boston Harbor Distillery. Uh, so I don't know if they're distilling the beer or if they're using barrels. I assumed someone had read this. Also, there's a paywall here. No, there isn't. You I... just have to click continue reading. Well, I have to pay with my energy. <laughs> uh, I read this a little bit. I think they're distilling the beer, but that's not science I understand because I'm dumb. And also, what does this taste like? I'm so confused. I think distilling beer is kind of like making uh, an ice beer, except you do it forever. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Uh, that's what? probably inaccurate. In fact, I'm almost certain that I just said something that was not correct. Oh, well, never mind then. I mean, I assume it's just that, like, you distill essentially sugar water in the same way that you ferment sugar water to make beer. So it's probably just that you can distill any sugary liquid, like a beer, for instance. I don't know. I would be interested in trying this. But how do you how do you do that? I don't remember how the distilling process works. It's like something about cooking off water or some shit? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So you do some, some shit like that. Uh, I think we can all agree that the our our thoughts on this one are, huh? Yeah, that's pretty much where I am. The next great... Uh, this is from ChristianPost.com. The next great sport, celebrities play beer or golf. Christian Post is a fucking terrible website. But this is hilarious. Uh, it's just... It's like beer it's like beer pong but you're chipping the balls into giant pitchers instead of throwing ping pong balls into solo cups how big are these pitchers they're pretty big huh so it's not like there's a hole that you you hit the ball a couple of times then you get there no no you're just chipping golf balls into pitchers it's very silly shit is that kevin from the office (laughs) that totally is kevin from the office if Kevin from the office likes it, so do I. That's where I land on this one. All right, there we go. Uh, last up from bbc.co.uk, Leeds pub garden floods. Men go for a pint anyway. And really, this picture tells tells more of a story than words ever could, which is just uh, two guys sitting at a picnic bench, and the flooding is such that the bench itself you can't see at all, and it's almost up to the table itself. And uh, they they both just got their pints on it. Yep. They just look like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, it's raining a bit. Here we are drinking in a river. It's very amusing. Everybody should look at it. That's really the only thing you have to do with this lightning round article. It, it reminds me of the time when uh, a bunch of us were at the Capitol Terrace uh, for some beers, and then it started raining really hard, and... The women and Roach went to hide inside, and the men in solidarity just sat outside in the pouring rain, sipping their beer. And obviously, these guys make us look like straight-up punks, but at the time, we felt pretty cool. There you go. In defense of the ladies, it wasn't so much that it got rainy as... It It would have ruined your hair. It was slightly cold (laughs) out, and we didn't go stand inside. We just stood under a tree, like, 20 feet away, and stared at them and laughed. And we, like, flexed and, you know, became right. closer as friends, which I think is the most important thing. They huddled right. together for warmth. Built machinery out of iron and brawn. That doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Should we rate? We should. We should probably rate. Uh, I'll start off. I, I had ballast points, calm before the storm, cream ale with coffee and vanilla, 5.5% ABV. This is this is very tasty beer. I, I think I said at the beginning that it was way more coffee than vanilla, and it kind of evened itself out in my mind by the end. I thought there's plenty of coffee, plenty of vanilla, and, you know, we complain a lot about these beers that say they have these flavors, and it's kind of false advertising. Yeah. Definitely cream ale, definitely coffee, definitely vanilla. Three for three, great job. I My only feedback would be next year just be a porter. Because this, <laughs> this beer would work better as a porter, but it is delicious. Uh, easily my favorite cream ale I've ever had. Uh, a style which kind of sucks. So great job making one that doesn't suck. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, an 8-2. Could, could get some of those points back by being maltier and having more booze. But 8-2 uh, is pretty solid. Anyone who likes uh, sweet in their beer, anyone who thinks that Spotted Cow is a good cream ale really needs to try this because it's, it's fucking... It's like one is water and one is beer. Like there's actual flavor and everything. I, you guys know the hate on that I have for Spotted Cow, and it will never end. I will never relent. Um, but this is a great beer. I, I recommend it a lot. I would love to try it out. Yeah, it sounds good. Let's see. I'll go next. So I had Maverick Brewing Company Steelhead Porter, 6.5% ABV. It was okay, I guess. Uh, never really developed much past what I said at the beginning. Doesn't really taste like much except for some chocolatey notes at the end. It's okay, I guess. But it's not really anything outstanding. I can't even really say any more than I already have. So I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it a five-five. It's fine. It's unoffensive. It's just not standout. So if you want to drink a boring beer, you should drink this beer. Now that's an advertisement. Oh yeah. You stack? Uh yeah. I had Green Flash Treasure Chest. Uh. An IPA brewed with grapefruit juice, prickly pear juice, and hibiscus flowers. Um, I I said at the beginning that the grapefruit kind of overpowered the hops, and I think as it warmed up, it balanced out a little bit more. I could taste more of the hop flavor. I liked it. I don't particularly love IPAs, but I thought this one was good. It was pretty citrusy, not super bitter, which is definitely my jam when drinking IPAs. Um, I would probably give this like a 7-4, I guess. Um, I liked it. It's it's definitely drinkable and approachable. I would recommend it to anyone who likes grapefruit IPAs. You don't really get a lot of prickly pear. Though I guess you could probably hand me a glass of prickly pear juice and I wouldn't know what it was if you didn't tell me. So I'm not sure I would have identified that flavor even if I could have. Yeah, I don't know what um, that tastes like. And yeah. I think the hibiscus flowers was mostly in there for color. It was supposed to be pink. It really wasn't, but that's okay. Um, I would also recommend this to anyone who wants to feel a sense of superiority when they're drinking <laughs> beers. Uh, without it's any, the only reason I make this show. Any real yeah. evidence to back that up? Uh, it, the, the Treasure Chest program allegedly supports breast cancer charities in the Green Flash co-founder's hometown, uh, it doesn't say where that is. It just says, supports breast cancer charities. So if you want to feel good about maybe supporting a cancer charity, 
Maybe yeah. pick this beer up. I mean, if it's like a 60% chance of supporting a breast cancer charity, that's better than the 0% chance I have for most beers. That's true. But it could be like the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Those fuckers. They and make me so mad. questionable. Probably not. I don't think they would call that a local charity. No. But hard to say for sure. Did we all have beers from out California way? California. How about that? Uh, speaking of beers from California, I got one coming at you next week. Uh, just a heads up to our avid listeners, next week's going to be up pretty late because of uh, Thanksgiving type things. Um, we we talked before about dogfish getting mad at, I forget what brewery it was, because they, they make pumpkin yeah. and some other beer made uh, pumpkin disorderly. Some other yeah. brewery made pumpkin disorderly and they're like, hey, that's our thing, dicks. And I was like, no, you guys are dicks, you dicks. So next week, I have Pumpkin Drublick, which I think is cute, by Coronado Brewing. I like Coronado a lot. I think I've had a couple of their brews before on the show, and uh, I, I think they're pretty consistently good, but I think almost all that I've had from them have been uh, hot forward. Uh, so this is, this should be a little maltier, a little sweeter, because it's, it's uh, pumpkin ale, and uh, I'll, I'll see how they do with that. Well, I look forward to that. Um... Three stacks. Thank you for being on the show and and not not dying of embarrassment during the porn game. Thank you for allowing me to be on the show. I'll see you next time. Sam forgets to find someone else to be on. There we go. And for everybody else, of course, you can email us at brewsdaytuesdaypodcast at gmail dot com. You can comment on our articles and videos. And we don't have any videos. What am I saying? Our audio. <laughs> that's what I meant. At BruceJews.com. You can tweet at us at Bruce Day Tuesday. Other than that, don't let the badges keep you down. We'll see you in seven days. Bye. 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 Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine.